This podcast is brought to you by the nonprofit organization Fairy Tales Dog Rescue in San Francisco. F A I R Y T A I L S. Welcome to Fairy Tales Podcast. Hi, Louise. Hi, Tiffany. And hi to all our listeners. This episode is especially prepared for you. It is kind of special and different than we've done. And um, get ready. Bring the tissues out. It could be a tearjerker, like happy tears and love tears. Funny tears. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Um, uh, one of our like most appreciated episodes, not the most listened to, but definitely most appreciated, I think, is uh, the dog songs uh, episodes. Mm. And so we wanted to add something to that category a little bit. And so we thought about shedding some light on dog poetry. And dog poetry is actually quite there's a lot of them out there so this is not like they're clearly and you know poetry comes from the heart and a lot of times comes from love or creativity or whatnot but that's why there's a lot of poetry about dogs a lot of love there Exactly. And it seems like, you know, when you think about dog poetry, you think about dead dogs. It's like the first thing it seems to be people write poems about their dogs when they die. And yeah, that is a real tearjerker. And we don't want to have some kind of sob story marathon here. So uh, we dug a little deeper into the poetry pool, find something a bit more fun. Like this, for example, Jane Robbins. Dogs. Happy. They're naturally happy. They naturally wag their tails and are happy. Can't we learn anything from dogs? Are we that stupid that we can put men into space, fly, fly airplanes from the tallest buildings in the world, and we can't learn to wag our tails like a dog? Oh my god, I love her. Right? It's uh, I love the kind of poetry that just celebrates dogs' abilities that are beyond the humans. It, it reminds me of, you know, just the dog tail is the wagging even in the most worst case s- situations, seeing a dog's wag a dog wag their tail in a sad shelter or just when they've been rescued from a horrible situation and they just immediately wag their tail. It's such a beautiful sight. I know. That tail, you know, the fact that it shows all their emotions, that's just like the key to anybody's heart, do you think? It really is. It reminded me when she was reading that poem, and um, I just was watching a, a, a story on Facebook about a dog that was uh, rescued and he was they opened he was chained this is the sad part he was chained in a basement a dark basement oh god and he was this ador- Oh, actually it was a she female and she was a black and white pity and they opened they opened the door and they shined the flashlight 
she was so her tail she was so joyful and so happy her tail was wagging oh. like i'm saved i'm okay now it was so beautiful and oh that was her first reaction even though you yes. know she's obviously had horrible experiences from humans her first reaction oh she just knew that she was being saved it was so beautiful and like i'm like what if what that dog I, i've just seen that it's just like i feel like as a human being i just learned from it yeah, exactly. There is so much that we can learn from dogs. Yeah, and and that like uh, actually brings me to another poem that I came here today with that really, really uh, hit me hard because it, I feel like it hit right where me and Journey, uh, my dog, is right now. Like last year, me and Journey were the same age, and now I feel like he's definitely gotten older like he's gone into the stage of being a senior dog he's calmed down his energy is different like he was even so different I actually took him to the doctor (laughs) and I said I can't uh, tell you what it is but something is wrong with my dog (laughs) and he he said you know they said it's uh, uncurable um, because he's growing old (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah, you know they do grow. They grow older in front of our eyes. They don't. They have a shorter lifespan, and um, it's an interesting um, relationship we have with them because we know that they're gonna, we're gonna outlive them. Yeah, and there's so much to learn from that. So I found this uh, um, a poem. Actually, these two poems by Billy Collins. Uh, it's uh, from a TED Talk at YouTube if you want to look for it. And the title is A Dog on His Master. As young as I look, I am growing older faster than he. Seven to one is the ratio they tend to say. Whatever the number, I will pass him one day and take the lead the way I do on our walks in the woods. And if this ever manages to cross his mind, it would be the sweetest shadow I have ever cast on snow or grass. Thank you. That would be the sweetest shadow I've ever cast on snow or grass. That really... It it touched my heart because I never contemplated some that thought of a dog. If what would they feel or show or emotion if they knew? I feel like people, uh, and when I say people, I mean humans, can be like so stuck up about the fact that we live longer. We live the longest, like we live longer than so many animals. But it's like not about the quantity, as we always tend to remind ourselves, quality over quantity. But but also, you know, there's something to be said about living a whole life and the wisdom that comes with living a whole life, regardless of, you know, of what species you are, because you still live the whole life. And there's a wisdom that comes with that dog or human. Mm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a, yes, the, yes, when I I'm trying to articulate that being in my age is you know a different perspective and a dog's going through a whole different kind of like oh through my, basically 
I am able to see it with my own eyes, watch that whole transformation. Yeah, and I, I guess it's sort of like, you know, with kids growing up too, that you experience childhood in a different way when you see your kids grow up. Mm, yes, very much so. Yeah. Oh, that's a big one too, you know, because I have kids and they're grown up and I'm my my oldest 18 year old is going to be moving across the country and going to college and becoming an adult. And, uh, you know, it is an interesting experience to have a child and an animal in your life for that reason. Yeah, it is. You know, you, you watch life, you help life grow and it's and you observe it. Journey is barking here in the background. It's actually kind of funny. I didn't want to interrupt you earlier, Tiffany, but what he totally it? went into your bag and stole an apple. How did he get there? How, I, put, I put it on the counter and he got it? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what he? Is that what he's whining for? You had to take it away? And no, he ate it. <gasps> he ate it already? <laughs> and now he's trying to get back into your bag to see if there's more apples. Oh, my goodness. He's looking at you. I know. I Every time I come over... I have to bring Journey as something, and if I don't, I feel so bad because he expects it now. And he's like, what you got for me? So, you know, so I'm getting good at remembering. I don't have to see that face because then I feel guilty. Well, okay, yeah, so that got really deep. Luckily, Billy Collins has another great poem to pick us up. Oh, good. Listen up, dog lovers. I am the dog you put to sleep, as you like to call the needle of oblivion. Come back to tell you this simple thing. I never liked you. <laughs> oh, my God. When I licked your face, I thought of biting off your nose. When I watched you toweling yourself dry, I wanted to leap and unman you with a snap. I resented the way you moved, your lack of animal grace, the way you would sit in a chair to eat, a napkin on your lap, a knife in your hand. I would have run away, but I was too weak. A trick you taught me while I was learning to sit and heal and greatest of insults, shake hands without a hand. I admit the sight of the leash would excite me, but only because it meant I was about to smell things you had never touched. <laughs> you do not want to believe this, but I have no reason to lie. I hated the car, hated the rubber toys, disliked your friends and worse, your relatives. <laughs> the jingling of my tags drove me mad. You always scratched me in the wrong place. <laughs> All I ever wanted from you is food and water in my bowls. While you slept, I watched you breathe as the moon rose in the sky. It took all of my strength not to raise my head and howl. Now I am free of the collar, free of the yellow raincoat, monogrammed sweater, the absurdity of your lawn. And that is all you need to know about this place, except what you already supposed and are glad it did not happen sooner, that everyone here can read and write. The dogs in poetry, the cats, and all the others in prose. Thank you. 
Not my dogs, though. They love me. <laughs> of course, our dogs love us. They would never write that poem. Never, never. I'm looking at them like, do you, would you, do you, you don't think that? No, there's no way. I don't know. Sometimes I do fear that they feel about us like the way Saudi women might feel about their husbands. I don't know. I think Shirley probably does. I know Shirley doesn't like me. Oh, you're saying Shirley, your little terrier, doesn't like you? No, she doesn't like me all that much. She likes she's like she likes me for her needs, and sometimes she likes me, but I don't know. She's mostly weary of me. <laughs> oh, what 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 do you think that is all about? Because I'm the one that puts eardrops in her ears, cleans her, does all the things she hates. I'm the one that takes care of her, and everyone else don't, doesn't do that. So they're her favorite. Mm, I see, I see. It's that kind of love, though. You know, she she's counting on you to take care of her. She doesn't want me to take care of her. She doesn't. She hates it. She is so funny. She hates it. Of course, a lot of dogs don't like being handled and groomed, but they wouldn't like it if they never were, you know. I know. Clean, like, yeah. But she don't know that. Mm. She doesn't know how much she loves you. Mm -mm. Journey, stop it. You drive me crazy. What's he whining about? He wants the Still. toy that Shirley has. Oh, well, oh no, she stopped playing with it. Like, stop it, Journey. Shirley doesn't. Shirley played it. Yeah. Wow, she played good. with it for a second. Oh, you can have a drink. Can we throw it to him? Uh, yeah, whatever shuts them up. All right, Tiffany, what do you came prepared with today to this poetry hour? Well, I am going to say that I really liked hearing the poets. Um, I got some help with my son Arlo picking up picking up um, some poems, and you know, one of the ones I really liked is um, a couple. So a couple of our um, about shelter dogs so this one is care for a friend dedicated to all the homeless shelter dogs by uh, who by patricia walter and it says help care for a friend find a home help him mend has a heart of gold has to move he's told find a place a nice new home where people care he can roam his eyes are lonely, can't you see? Just wants love, somewhere to be. Holds no grudges, has a happy heart. Looking for a family, a brand new start. Care for your friend, any way you can. A helping hand, a ride in a van. Just a warm wish tossed his way. Maybe all the needs to make his day. Amen. Mm. Ode to a rescue dog. Yes, uh, and this one I feel like is dedicated to um, Sebastian. Yeah, Sebastian is our current rescue dog here at Fairy Tales Dog Rescue. Yes, and he is a very beautiful, special dog, young dog, beautiful, all that, perfect. Um, but we've had a hard time uh, getting him home because a lot of people are not adopting right now, and uh, people have you know worries of the economy or who knows what's going on in the world. But it definitely we definitely feel it. And our rescue. So Sebastian, um, you know, almost got adopted. And, um, you know, he didn't get, he had one, like, he didn't have the full chance. You know, they only spent one night with him. Yeah, what happened was that they had a dog previously that died. And it was only about a month ago. 
And yeah, they, they brought Sebastian home and they just saw their own dog like everywhere and they couldn't deal with it. So they, they rushed him back and said that it was too soon and they were very sorry. And, you know, losing your dog is difficult. And I think that sometimes you want to just adopt a dog in order to help yourself move on because it's so horrible to be in that space with your grief. Yeah, I, I understand. And um, also, you know, I, I think that when you do bring home a dog into your home, there's a lot of emotions that go on, a lot of fears and things that happen um, and things that you might see. So when you do take home your rescue dog for the first time, um, I want you to think about this poem. Ooh. A rescue dog. Now I have arrived at your home. Everything is strange, and I don't feel good. Do not feel impatient if I don't sleep in my new basket. Yesterday, I slept on a stone floor. Do not be terrified if I gobble up my food. Yesterday, I had to do it to survive. Do not get angry if I pee on your floor. Yesterday, it did not matter. Do not be sad if I'm afraid of your loving hand. Yesterday, I did not have one. Have patience with me. It's your world, but not yet mine. If I trust you, I can give you the greatest gift I have to give, my heart. Please never forget, I was a pound dog. All I need is a bit of time to adjust. That is straight from a rescue dog's lips, if they could talk. I feel like we should have that poem in the little folder that we give to people when they adopt, you know? Oh, that's a great idea, Louise. We should. Yeah, just to remind people to be impatient and to be considerate about where the dog comes from. And, like, we always like to remind people, this might be the happiest day of your life for bringing the dog home, but it's the scariest day of their life. And I think a poem is an easy way to do deliver that message. Yeah, exactly. It's a cute, like, funny way without being, like, a teacher, like, telling yeah, you what to exactly, do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I know, I don't like those. Do not do that. Yeah. Journey, no. No. I don't know what you want, but you sure had enough. <laughs> You know, about uh, the, uh, we were talking about those uh, people who lost their dog and who adopted Sebastian. Yeah. And, you know, it is it is so hard, hard when, when you lose your dog. And, um, I mean, there's, like I said, I think that that's the top category of dog poems is, like, dead dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's one that I think we should still, like, really mention because it's really good. No! He's like whining. What you doing, Journey? You're, you're like, you're whining over there for nothing. No more A P P L E S's. I only got two. You ate them all. I have one short one. Oh. I have two short ones. Yay! I'll read this one first. The other one's even shorter. Uh, it's just it speaks for itself. He is your friend, your partner, your defender, your dog. You are his life, his love, his leader. He will be yours, faithful and true to the last beat of his heart. 
You owe it to him to be worthy of such devotion. You owe it to him to be worthy of such devotion. Oh, so so romantic. Yeah. I feel like I can't live up to that, though. Oh. Are we worthy, Tiffany? God, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Because what the, the, <laughs> the way they look at you is like you're... You're like a queen, a king. You're you're their their most famous person in the world to them. You're a hero. Everything. Yeah, and when you're mad at them, they're like heartbroken. You know, they're just in despair. Well, yeah, I guess it's kind of like a relationship you have with a child. You know, I have to be angry at my kids too sometimes, but they still love me. Mm. But no, they don't give me that Do devotion. They? That devotion the dog does is like un. Uh, you there's no, you don't you, there's nothing like it. <laughs> it just isn't. So yeah, am I worthy? Um, in their eyes, I am. Mm, yeah, exactly. In their eyes, we are, and that that's the beautiful part, you know, that we should start looking at our, ourselves through their eyes. Yeah, we should. Maybe I'll try that more often. Okay, I have a really short one. Oh yeah. Two universes mosey down the street, connected by love and a leash and nothing else. Oh, and that was by Howard Nemrov. Oh, I like that. Right? The two universes, because we are in completely different universes. Oh, say it again. Two universes mosey down the street, connected by love and a leash and nothing else. You're right. It's it's like how can we, you know, enjoy spending so much time together when we're in such different state of consciousness almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we're in two completely two universes, but we still love each other. It's like we don't need, we're in like different head spaces. I can't even you know, it's hard. I don't even know what their universe is fully like at all. Like, right? We yeah. have no idea. Yeah, because it's alien to us, but we love each other. It's mind-boggling to think about. Because is there like a relationship that any other animal has to a, to a human being besides a dog? I mean, yes, they're out there, but the relationship between a human and a dog is no, nothing else. There's no, nothing else you can compare. Agreed. I know we said we weren't going to get into the whole dead dog poems, but there is a good old classic one I think we could end on. Um, I think you've recognized it. It's called uh, A Dog Named Bo. I recognize that one. I know I've I've heard it because I recognize that title, but I can't remember it, so I can't wait to hear it again. He never came to me when I would call unless I had a tennis ball or he felt like it. But but mostly he didn't come at all. When when he was young, he never learned to heal or sit or stay. He did things his way. Discipline was not his bag, but when you were with him, things sure didn't drag. He'd dig up a rose bush just to spite me, and when I'd grab him, he'd turn and bite me. <laughs> and there were nights when I'd feel him climb upon our bed and lie between us, and I'd pat his head. And there were nights 
when I'd feel this stare and I'd wake up and he'd be sitting there and I'd reach out to stroke his hair and sometimes I'd feel him sigh and I think I know the reason why. He'd, he'd wake up at night and he would have this fear of the dark, of life, of lots of things and he'd be glad to have me near and now he's dead and there are nights when I think I feel him climb upon our bed and lie between us and I pat his head and there are nights when I when I think I feel that stare and I reach out my hand to stroke his hair and he's not there Oh, how I wish that wasn't so. I'll always love a dog named Bo. Mm. Mm. Are you crying? <sighs> yeah, just that, you know, when you're used to having a dog around or, you know, I, I sleep with them every night. I mean both you and I sleep with our dogs and um there's something very special about that bond and um it'd be hard to go to sleep at night without you know Benny's my cuddle buddy you know he's always cuddling in between my legs or we spooning and that when I listen to that poem it just that scared me a little bit of the thought because I know it's going to happen and I'm going to reach over and he's going to I'm going to feel him but he's not going to be there yeah I think like those are the two most painful things um sleeping when your dog is gone and they're no longer in the bed with you and um walking into your home you know coming home and no one is saying hi and it's just empty coming home and not having that greeting um it's like you come home and you're like the most important. You are their most important person in the entire their entire world. Yeah, and they let you know it. Uh, it feels good to come home to that. Makes you feel important and special and loved, needed. And if it's one thing that is good when you're going through the grief is is poems and you know all kinds of poetry because it helps put words on our feelings and thoughts and when you put words on things you tend to bring them into the light and it tends to be a little bit easier of I wouldn't say letting go in the context of you know uh, processing uh, grieving your dog because you don't want to let them go but still that you're moving on in your grief process yeah, because it is like an, an art form of your feelings, because feelings can be hard to describe. Um, and I, those poems definitely, I don't have the words for them, so I appreciate these po- the, the poetry. Uh, very nice. And, you know, maybe one of the reasons that um, uh, the, the biggest category in dog poetry is the, the sad dead dog poems is that it's so special in a way when you lose your dog because when you lose uh, a friend that it, or a partner or a family member that is human, 
Everyone around you sympathizes, empathize. They understand. They cook for you. They call you to check on you, and like you totally like don't have to go to work or school. Like everybody understands. And when your dog dies, this is not the situation unless you're surrounded by dog people. Unless you're so lucky, but a lot of people have, you know, like at least half of their friends and family have never had a dog or something, and they don't get it. Like I had uh, one client of one of my like dearest pack dogs who, who passed away recently um i was over there and giving my condolences and uh, pick, picking up her stuff for donations for fairy tales and uh, you know and uh, talking to her mom and we were talking about how difficult it is when you have people around you who don't get it when you like they're like hey how are you and you're like my dog died And then they're like, oh, that's too bad. And then they start talking about something else. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that's... And so you're alone. You're alone in your grief because you can't, you know, get that support that you need. Um, and it's really sad. So it's an important thing that it should be talked about more. And I think that's why, you know, maybe, you know, people have to really express their grief in the arts when it comes to dogs and it's a way to communicate to like those people you were talking about is a way to communicate to people who don't understand if they if you sent them a poem or if they read a poem or whatever or a story a painting that made them feel a little bit of what you know understanding and that's important and You know, because not everybody's going to have this experience. Not everybody has dogs, but you're missing out. Because even though it is painful, <laughs> it's painful. And we all know that we have to go through this grief. And you eat, when we go through the grief, we wonder why we would ever have another dog again. But um, it's worth, it's worth, it, that grief is the joy and the love that you have and the time that you have with a with a dog um, is worth that pain. Better to have loved and lost than to have not loved at all. Who said that? I think it was me. <laughs> that, but that is a very, you know, it is. I, I love that one. Um, mm, yeah, no, I, I didn't say that, but I, uh, I did say this. I uh, um, Improvising, writing a poem on top of my head right now. Um, might be a little inspired from a very famous poem, uh, but here we go. Roses are red, shelter dogs are dead, violets are blue. How about you? Oh, that is dark and good. You like it? Did you? Where did, did you? Where? Who said this? Who? I said that. You, that's yours. Yeah. Oh, I, I love it. Thank you. I want it. I want to. You write it down for me and put a poem by Louise, and we need to post it on Fairy Tales Dog Read. That's for SEO. Pronto, pronto. Well done, Louise. You know what? Maybe um, we can think about writing poetry on our trip too. That's another thing. We might we sit down and enjoy in our relaxed. Yeah, we're going on a, a road trip to Oregon with all our dogs. So we're gonna get a cabin in the forest and. Just hike and rave and do our thing. Yeah, and we are hoping for lots of chill time and downtime with the dogs and nature and get inspired. And, you know, we've done this before and we've gotten really inspired for, for fairy tales afterwards. Um, so, you know, it's about self-care. We, we take care of 
so many dogs and we don't take enough care for ourselves. And it's harder for us to be able to do this work if we don't do some self-care. Yeah, I think we could definitely squeeze in some doggy poetry during our Oregon upcoming trip. And maybe, you know, stay tuned for a doggy poetry episode number two. You'll find out more. And it could be on the road in Oregon on our road trip. We don't know where we'll see you. We just know that we will see you. Thank you so much for listening. We love our little fairy tale family of listeners around the world. Thank you all for checking in with Fairy Tales Dog Rescue. And have a good day, good night, good morning. Ciao. I had no dog, his name was Blue. I had no dog, and his name was Blue. I had no dog, and his name was Blue. Bet you five dollars, he's a good dog, too. The possum up a hollow lamb, blue chase the possum up a hollow lamb, blue chase the possum up a hollow lamb, the possum growled blue eyes at him. so hard, shook the ground in my backyard. We lowered him down with a golden chain and everything we called his name. Heaven, first thing I do, grab my heart and call.